Oh, so before we go on the trail, there's this like trail sign and it's like, you know, beware of wildlife, this and that. Um, you know, you may encounter and it like lists like the different animals and like one of them's like, you know, mountain lion. I'm like, oh. so I joke and I'm like, you know, that's not like who, whoever sees a mountain lion, right. like in Arkansas, yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, and so this is called foreshadowing. This is called foreshadowing. <laughs> Welcome back to Truck Talk, the podcast that's not about trucks but is recorded in one. Uh, today, you know, we've actually got some good weather as opposed to some days recently. Uh, it's it's sunny, it's a little bit colder, but um, it's a nice day to be out. And today, I'm I'm a little bit out and about, you know, as much as you can be right now, and have with me my next guest for the podcast, uh, Jessica Jones. So, Jessica, uh, I usually introduced guests with a long list of lies about them. <laughs> uh, and so I was trying to think of how I was going to introduce you. But honestly, I feel like the lies I would make up would not be as cool as some of the true things <laughs> I know about you. Uh, I could say, you know, you're like this really awesome muralist that you can see their work all around town, but that would not be a lie, would it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I actually could probably tell you a lot of things that pe- people be like you just totally made that up (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a great place to start so give me one or two things about yourself that people would have a hard time believing are actually true okay um well i got my degree in horse breeding (laughs) starting strong okay starting strong so yeah so I, when I started, like, I so many questions. <laughs> there's a lot of questions. I don't know, like, you know, a lot of them may not, you know, it, it was a very off color job, we'll say that. But, um, <laughs> but so yeah, the, when I started, like, graduated college, real world experience, real job, I was managing a breeding facility in Colorado. No um, way. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, okay. I, one, I didn't know that was a, a degree path yeah. that you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I don't know if you're allowed to say without making this an explicit podcast <laughs> what the lab courses were like for that. I, it, it was, I'll say it was very hands-on. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. It was It was at a degree that you um, got mostly through, uh, like, real experience. Most of it was not in the classroom. So I did most of my college experience in a barn. Wow. Um, obviously, okay. you needed gen ed stuff, which was in a classroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how many how many students are in that course? So, I think the program that I went, it was in Arizona, and it had a total of, there were 12 uh, students, um, but only six of them were in the, there was a breeding portion of it, and there was a horse show and training portion of it, too. Okay. Uh, so, I did, we did more of, like, the the scientific stuff. Like, we had microscopes and centrifuges. It was pretty cool, actually. Um, and so, they were doing more, like... Mm. Show, horse shows and that kind of stuff. So. so what you're telling me is it's not for all the little kids who... It's not exclusively for all the little kids who grew up always wanting to yes. be horse breeders. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was not one of those kids, although I did... Uh, I was a little kid that loved horses. So. Uh, okay. How did you get into ending up with a degree in horse breeding? What started you on that path? It's, <laughs> it's hard to know where... 
it um, begins and ends. But, you know, I I did always love horses. Um, I moved. I, I started my first year of college at the University of North Florida because I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, I was going to ask because mm-hmm. now you've hit Florida, Arizona, Colorado, Colorado and Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> uh, is there a... a like a, a punch card that you're trying to fill up? Yeah. Or... <laughs> All the cool places. I don't know if Florida would be... <laughs> Florida's such a weird Depends place. Depends on what part of Florida. <laughs> there's there's a lot of diversity yeah. in Florida. Um, no, well, you know, I um, I was living in, in Florida and not really at a great place in my life. I mean, like, probably as most people are their first year of college, you're making a bunch of really stupid choices. <laughs> um, and kind of had an epiphany, like, hey, like... I probably need um, a little bit of space for my environment, um, and so um, I had some friends in Arizona, uh, one of which ended up becoming my husband. Um, and so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move to Arizona because I was 19, and I guess I just went on a whim. I'd visited it, and it was like so astonishingly different than anything I'd ever experienced. You know, all the fauna is different. It's like a, a almost like a different planet growing up someplace like Florida. Right. So Do you I watch The Office in... at all? Yeah. Um, what does Daryl say? It's one of my favorite... Uh, when uh, Will Ferrell's on, uh-huh. and Will Ferrell's obsessed with the American Southwest, he says it's it's one of my favorite ecosystems or something. <laughs> I can't... It's yeah. not the word that he uses, but... Uh, it's, it's true. It's its, its own thing. Um, yeah, so I moved out there and tr- was trying to do some school online. I was actually originally studying journalism with a minor in music history because I thought I wanted to be like write for Rolling Stone or something Mm. then I realized I hated turning in book reports and that would (laughs) have been my life so um you know it's a hard season trying to figure out what you want to do with your life at 18 19 um and so I was I knew I loved horses and this farm just happened to advertise they had this program and I was like that sounds cool and so I did it. Okay. <laughs> so you went from Rolling Stone yeah, to horse breeding. To horse breeding. <laughs> uh, and, and then how did you end up in Colorado? And so I graduated from the program, um, I think it was in 2009. It was like in our last recession. And um, it was very, very hard to find a job. Uh-huh. Um, just anywhere. I mean, I was applying for jobs, you know, so I have this degree in equine science I'm trying to find jobs like I was applying at cleaning dog kennels like anything just trying to find work um and I so I started looking across the country and I found this job uh, in Colorado managing this breeding farm beautiful Grand Junction um Colorado I loved it yeah Uh, and um applied you know ended up interviewing and got the job there so picked up and moved to Colorado okay and how long were you there was there a year a year okay Mm -hmm. so not terribly long not terribly long and then you came straight here after that I came to I came to Arkansas after that um my my husband and I um he had family that worked at a youth ranch um in Arkansas Glenhaven Youth Ranch Mm -hmm. and um they offered us uh, some jobs they had a horse program so I could work not it wasn't breeding but it was working with kids and horses um and uh he basically had all kinds of skills probably could do anything so <laughs> i think they hired him as a math teacher at, at that point uh-huh, but uh-huh. yeah okay so uh let's see that was what year was that that you came here uh we came here i think that was 2011 okay all right so you've been here coming on a decade yeah and what's your evaluation of arkansas of i i have been 
in the last couple of years, um, I don't resent being here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I totally get that. Yeah. I'm not from here. Uh, I moved here in 2015, I think, and never was Arkansas on my radar yeah. at all. I'd been through once or twice, Conway specifically, seen a wampus cat, and and that was about my experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, it's a good town. It is. Uh, they do well here. Like they run things well for the mm-hmm. most part. And and honestly, in the middle of this whole coronavirus craziness, Arkansas is doing well. It is. Yeah, I've been. Um... I've been, th- I've been, you know, cultivating a sense of thankfulness for being where I am because, like, don't get me wrong, Colorado's gorgeous, and I and I loved living there. Um, however, where I'm living at has its own beauty, and the community is great. And you know, I do feel I have, you know, so I grew, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, and it's rough there, mm. you know, right now in the middle of this. I mean, because it's a big city, mm. and um, I do feel a lot safer because it's just you know there's more space here and i do the you know we haven't been hit as hard thankfully um but you no know, it's a especially i i'm thankful for conway cuz we weren't alleg- originally living in conway we were kind of living in the boonies outside of perryville but <laughs> um but conway especially there i think that there is something um special here there's a movement and there's a lot of good people um in good schools and I'm I am thankful to be where I am so yeah okay so uh you are a little bit unique on my podcast so far in that uh I don't know you as well as the other people that I've had on yeah. truck talk so far honestly most of our interaction has been over social media yeah uh, <laughs> which is kind of funny uh, we've we've crossed paths here and there uh, once or twice um but because of that, you know, so I've noticed a lot of people get really nervous about getting into conversations, much less trucks, uh, with people that <laughs> that they don't know very yeah. well. And I think part of that's because people are afraid of it being awkward, mm-hmm. right? An awkward conversation. Uh, so I brought something that could help with that. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of this? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's called the Ungame. The Ungame. Right. And after we do it, you're you're gonna want to buy a copy of it, uh, basically for your kids. Uh, it's it's just really fun to do with kids, and it's just a random box of questions. Okay. And the one the cards with one on them are easier ones, and the cards with two are a little bit harder, deeper questions. Okay. Right? There is a rule book for this game, but you can throw it away. Okay. Uh, it you just ask the questions and answer them, and I never put any pressure on it. If you see a question that you don't like or don't have an answer to, then just get a different one. Okay. Right. So uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you pick a question for yourself to okay. start with. All right. Well, I'll start with the one. We'll feel it out first. Okay. Again, okay. if you don't like it, get a different one. Talk about competition. Okay. Um, well, this is actually an interesting one because I, I was listening to uh, your podcast with Leo and, um, you know, know that you do a lot of stuff with the Enneagram. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I also get – I get – I get very angry every time I take the test <laughs> because I don't think that my number is what I am because every time I take it, it says that I'm a three. Okay. And threes are supposed to be competitive, and I personally am not competitive. Okay. However, I was telling someone this, and they were like, Jessica, you just painted a 40-foot wall. You have your you have a record store, 
and you teach yoga, like maybe you are a little ambitious. <laughs> I, there, there's there's and, such thing as healthy ambition. Healthy I think. ambition. I don't think that has to be but, bad. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't consider myself competitive. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I think mainly because I'm you know I'm like I want I just want I want I just want all the teams to have fun. You know, like I just hope everyone had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what about younger you? Was younger you younger more competitive? Me, um, well, so maybe I could have been. I So yeah, when I think of, like, younger competition, really I think about, like, sports or playground sports or, you know, that's usually, like, you your first. you play sports growing up? No. I, okay. I pretty much suck at everything <laughs> that involves a ball or a bat. And so I just remember being really frustrated. So maybe I, maybe I was competitive as a child but I could never see that fulfilled, and so I just wrote it off altogether. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Let's pick a hard one. Okay. That was two. All right. Oh, choose one. Oh. Yeah, that I, one's it. Those are ones I say throw out, too. Okay. I just haven't done it. All right. If you could have a committee of three people, living or dead, to help you make decisions, whom would you choose? Oh, man. Well, <clears throat> that sounds awesome because I want something about myself is I hate making decisions. <laughs> I like, you know, the restaurants that have like two things to choose from. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, three, I, I don't know. Who's somebody, uh, like I'm trying to think of who makes good life choices <laughs> without it becoming political, like, you mm. know. You know, I don't care if you want to yeah. get political. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, because, like, I don't know. Um, I don't think I want to get political. Okay. I have too many I have too many family and friends on both sides of the fence. Right, right. Not ready to open up pan- that Pandora's box right now. Well, and it's probably wise because I'm sure they listen to this they podcast. They should probably. <laughs> if I, my family probably will be who listens to it for sure. Um, let's see here. Three people living or dead. Um, to help me make decisions. <clears throat> I don't know. Do, are you leaning towards famous people or yeah? People so that that's you have my known, first my first or... instinct. Like, and then I'm thinking like crazy stuff. Like, whoa, like maybe like Stephen Hawking. And then I'm like, well, is that really practical? Like, mm. you know, he's really he was really smart, but how good was he at making life choices? Right. You know. I mean, you're talking about restaurant menus and stuff. <laughs> Are you you bringing Stephen Stephen, Hawking in for... Do I get the fried chicken or the fish? (laughs) (laughs) And then he gives me way too much information that I never wanted to know and I don't want to eat it at all. Right. Um, um, You know, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, people that were really, or are, really just... I feel like you've got to balance it out, right? Yeah. Because they're... It seems like everybody that you would go after that has been, like, quote-unquote successful or mm-hmm. whatever also tends to just be a terrible person a lot That's of times. That's true. So I'm thinking, like, Henry Ford or Jeff Bezos or somebody mm-hmm. like that, but they're also they're kind, kind of, of scumbags. Yeah. Uh, and so you need, like, a Mother Teresa on your other shoulder yeah. to, to balance it out. Yeah, because I thought, like, Steve Jobs, and I'm like, yeah, he, he didn't really make the best life choices. Right, yeah. <laughs> kind of maybe a horrible yeah. person a little bit, but also changed the world forever. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, like, you know, 
Mother Teresa wouldn't be a bad one. Like, she seemed to really be, you know, and I think the, the new, um, well, he's not that new anymore, but I think the Pope's pretty cool as far as Popes go. Like, we've had some, <laughs> right. I'm not Catholic. There's been some less cool Popes. Right. He definitely seems very engaged yeah. in serving the community, even though we, I may have very different opinions on some subjects than he does. <laughs> on a scale from, like, Gregory to Francis. He's pretty Francis. <laughs> he's pretty Francis. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. pretty cool dude. Yeah. So, you know, he might, you know, I might want him on my team. Um, okay. Oh, maybe, yeah. like, one of, I've been really into, um, and this, I don't know if this, I've been really into watching, I'm you know, behind the times. I've only had internet for a couple of months, so I got Netflix. Congrats. And I've been watching, yeah, I know, right? So I've been watching a lot of Queer Eye. Okay. And man, those guys, like, I wouldn't mind having some of them to help me make some decisions. <laughs> like, fashion decisions? Yeah, or... like, maybe, can I just have, like, can I just, like, group them as my, because <laughs> I think that they. You're trying to get them I'm as I'm trying one. to get the, all of them, like, <laughs> as my, my group for making life choices. Um. Well, I just think it's really cool um, the way that uh, it's a really good example of people taking the hurts that they've experienced to help serve other people. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, and uh, and I've found that refreshing yeah. if, if I'm just going to like sit down and watch something, you know, to see that and see, um, you know, people re- um, receiving a sort of... Um, love of where they are but you know kind of like guidance of ways that they could maybe help improve their lives so nice i like that yeah so yeah. <laughs> i guess i don't know if that answers the so, question so okay i tangent from here <laughs> okay you just got internet like two months ago yeah so i so i was living in wooster there's no great internet options out there uh-huh. even though it seems like there are a lot of very wealthy people out there so i would think there would be some sort of motivation for that. I'm not one of those wealthy people, but I I just moved to Greenbrier, which also doesn't have great internet, but um my dad who's awesome gifted me a MiFi hotspot thing. Oh, nice. So it does have a like I think it has like a 15 gig and then it like throttles it. So right. that lasts like with Netflix that lasts like 2 days. Mm. And so most everything I watch <laughs> is really really grainy, but considering I have not had Netflix until, you know, January, it's been, you know. Okay. Cool. But you, so did you have it in Wooster or no? No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. this is, this is a new thing. This is a new you. thing, which came really timely with my daughter having to do all this AMI stuff. Yes. So. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask next was since, you know, you're new to the internet thing, was that because of all the craziness in the world and being stuck at home or was that just coincidence? Yeah, it, was it was just, just coincidence. coincidence. Yeah. Okay. So what... What is life like there? Are you staying home most of the time? Yeah, I am staying home most of the time. Um, you know, my uh, well, the kids' school is canceled through the rest of the year. I mean, that's not news to anyone. But, um, you know, I don't really have a lot, <laughs> a lot of other options. For one, I have to help them with their school. But also, uh, pretty much most of my work has been postponed or canceled. Um, you know, my my job isn't really, even though, you know, a public artist, it's not something that I necessarily need to work in close contact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that receives, I basically, you know, get funded through, you know, either investors or, you know, 
chambers of commerce, that kind of stuff, and they're all shut down or, you know, really trying to reel back their finances. Right, right. So kind of in a hibernation mode. Yeah. So all of that's kind of put on hold right now. Okay. So, have you found any creative ways to continue to work? Hey, just a short break to ask you guys a favor. First of all, uh, if you're still listening to this, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, but secondly, I would love it if you would uh, like our stuff on social media uh, and share it with other people. Uh, on top of that, if you could go and give a rating or a view for the podcast, uh, that would be great. But but the biggest thing would be to share this with other people. So just jump on social media or wherever it is, share an episode, share a graphic, share a link, share something. Uh, to help get this out to other people. Love to have more people listening to it. Uh, And yeah, I just really, really appreciate that. So, back to the podcast. They're all shut down or, you know, really trying to reel back their finances. Right, right. Kind of in a hibernation mode. Yeah. So all of that's kind of put on hold right now. So, Have you found any creative ways to continue to work a little bit? Yeah, um, you know, I've... uh, I'm still doing a little bit of concept work here and there. So I do a lot of times um, when I'm we're in the concept phase of a mural, I will um, get a picture of their wall and kind of do different mock-ups of this is what it would um, what it would look like. Right. Uh, so I can um, do those. I do charge a small fee um, just so that if they decided to back out of the mural, I still get paid for my creative time. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. And so, uh, been doing that. Um, you know, I did uh, a neat little thing. Um, teamed up with Blue Sail to do like a painting um, tutorial, which was actually really funny um, because uh, they had I did that um, <laughs> that silly uh, like. Oh, for the record, I had not really had anything to drink. Daniel Tyler called me. He was like, how much did you have to drink? And I was like, I had the drunken Bob Ross video. I actually, I was pretending. I had not drank that much, for the record. Um, but they had called me, and I guess they didn't really watch the video, so they thought it was serious. And they're like, we really love that you did that. Will you do one at Blue Sale? And I was like, well... I wasn't serious, but if you want me to do a real painting tutorial, I would be happy to. Yeah, yeah. So um, they did, and so I was able to earn a little bit of money. They auctioned the painting, and um, yeah. So just really odd jobs, but um, you know, it's a difficult season for yeah. sure. So on the original video, did you call it a drunken Bob Ross thing? <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if you called it that originally or if you just made that up. I did not just say that. Okay. Right. Well, cause I was actually getting ready to make a Bob Ross comment right before you said that. <laughs> I was going to see, ask if you had ever thought about doing like the new Bob Ross show or something. <laughs> like, well, so it, the idea kind of came up. <clears throat> I was thinking like, it's not, it's uh, people are, for better or worse, drinking more because they're at home all the they time yeah. and they don't, they're not going to drive anywhere. So there's really no, it's like air. Someone said it's airport rules. You can have a drink at, <laughs> at, <laughs> yes. at lunch because you're not going anywhere. It doesn't really matter. Not that I'm in any way endorsing that anyone should be over drinking, but you know, like airport I may be working, rules. maybe working in the yard and I want a beer and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but I was also thinking, like, oh, it would be fun. You know, everybody's, like, musicians are doing live concerts, like, 
well, I'm an artist. What would I do? And I was thinking I could do like a Bob Ross video, but you know, people are stuck at home, so they may not have paints and stuff. Well, then it kind of progressed into, oh, well, what if I did it with stuff they had around the house? And then it got silly, and I was like, oh, like mustard and ketchup. Yes. And then so, you know, then I thought, well, maybe it'd be more fun to not do something serious at all. Uh. <laughs> yes. I love that. Now that you say that, I remember you posting yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So, any drunken Bob Ross so, episodes coming I, up? You know, soon? I probably, I, I feel like the public probably deserves another, I, <laughs> another one. I'm voting yes. <laughs> um, and maybe I could do. I've, you know, I as a rule don't, um, don't create v videos of myself, and so you learn things and um, probably uh, work on next time. Maybe uh, <laughs> making it shorter. I <laughs> think I talked to too much and people kind of get bored and they mm. click out of it but but it was a fun idea <laughs> yeah so you brought up your kids you got two kids i have two kids yes how are they dealing with all this not you the know, drunken bob ross not part, the drunken the... bob <laughs> <laughs> um they're they're actually doing really well um you know it was the, it, we're such creatures of habit routine and even um, people whose routine is very loose, they still have it, and it's everything has been upended. So, the first like you know week or two weeks is just a hard transition for everyone. Um, you know, I've still got work that I'm trying to do. Um, I feel like the schools have done better at reworking the AMI, but at first it was very very hands on, and you know pretty much felt like from when they got up till like two, I was helping them with schoolwork and. It, you know, then it's like, well, I've got to cook dinner and, you know, when, where am I supposed to do this? I have clients that are waiting on concepts and I need to get them yeah, done. Yeah. Um, luckily, you know, I tried to communicate with those clients. Everybody was very understanding. Like my two kids are at home. So my, my, you know, response time is just going to be longer. Mm. Um, but you know, they've really settled into a routine. I, um, that I'm thankful I have two children because they do play with each other. They do fight. Um, but there are times where they really surprise me and they'll sit down and play board games with each other. And, That's awesome. um, yeah. And so I think that, you know, th this is a really, really hard season because financially, you know, financially it's hard. We don't know. Everybody's hurting. Um, and, um, and at different levels, but everybody is struggling and, you know, our routines are messed up, but there is, in the, in the midst of all of it, there's something that's kind of good too, in that it's you know it's nice to see my children playing outside and being at home and playing with each other, and that kind of like it feels a little restorative if you can kind of you know let go a little bit of all of this unknown. I think it is helpful that we're all in it together. It feels less yeah. isolating, even though we are isolated. Right. Um. But. You know, I, 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 for a period of time, I was, before I started working full-time as a mural artist, I was a stay-at-home mom. And almost before this happened, I was kind of, like, lamenting, like, you know, I miss that. Hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so now I've been getting it all the so time. So and, 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 and So I'm sorry to everyone. Um, I didn't really mean it. I'm glad <laughs> that my, I'm, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I will be glad when my kids do go back to school and I can, um, do my work more full time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a fun experiment. Uh, but, um, so 
you know, overall, I think that we are settling into a new routine, um, and that's good, but it's different. Yeah. And it's sure. September is going to come hard after all of us get used to sleeping in until eight o'clock in the morning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, I don't even know when it'll be, but at some point, you know, I'm sure the schools will say, okay, school year's done. And then you go into summer mode, which is going to be an interesting transition mm-hmm. because normally it's a lot more of a transition. Yes. Now it's just going to be, I, I feel like it's going to be a structural reset Yeah. on households. Uh, and, but then my hope, you know, that will be bad. So my hope though, is that at the end of the summer, it will be good because if they go back to school, hopefully, you know, they will, then that will be a much more normal transition mm-hmm. that is something I, I say they're used to. I mean, it only happens a couple times a year, yeah. but still, like, um, I'm hoping that one won't be as bad as as the transition into it has yeah. been. Right. Yeah, and I think I, I think in the same way that um, it's been good for me to cultivate a sense of thankfulness uh, for being able to work and my kids being able to go to school, that, um, you know, being a stay-at-home mom was cool, but I also am thankful for having work to do. I think it's cultivating a sense of thankfulness of my kids for going to school because they used to be like, oh, you know, my cousins are homeschooled. I want to be homeschooled. Mm. And I'm like, well, honey, that's not like a reality for mommy. Can't do that. I've got to work. Um, now they're like, I really want to go back right. to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> huh. This okay. is cool, but I haven't, I haven't spent time with any other kids other than my brother. I need to go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Changing gears on okay. you here. Um, who, give me a couple of your closest, uh, friends, uh, here, here in town that I might know. Um, that you might, well, I don't know. I don't know who you know. Well, that's okay. Just throw them out there and I'll tell you if I know. Um, okay. Well, my friend, um, my close friend, Kelly Klein, she's actually who is hanging out with my kids right now. Okay. Okay. Um, and, um, my, well, my friend, you know, probably know Kate and Jessica. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Kate Carnahan, Jessica Crum, um, Kate runs a studio and Jessica runs, um, Silver Lake. So we're kind of close girl gang. Okay. I know both of them. We'll go with them. So, uh, did you, I don't know how far you got into the episode of this podcast that you listened to already. Uh, but there was a segment that I did and I've done with several people where we make up a story about somebody. Okay. Uh, and we don't clarify which parts of the story are true and which parts are false. Okay. Right. So, what I want you to do is tell me a story about the last time you hung out with Kate and Jessica. Okay. And tell a lot of true things and then some bold-faced lies about them. Okay. But do not clarify which things are true and which things are false. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well. When was the last time you hung out with both of them? Oh, man. It's been, it's been a time, you know, because... I haven't really I haven't had very much adult interaction. It's only been with my children. It's the only reason you that's, agreed to this that's podcast. Why I'm doing drunken Bob Ross videos now. Um, <laughs> uh, so you know, probably towards um, you know, in more earlier in March, um, before we realized, um, you know, this thing built up momentum really fast, and mm-hmm. so um, you know, we weren't. You know, it was really at first it started at the beginning of March it was kind of like 
other people's problems. It right. wasn't really our problems. You right. know, it was a thing, but we weren't really worried about it. So we were like, well, you know, maybe it'll be a good time to go um, go hiking. Okay. So, because, you know, we figured that outdoors is probably, like, you know, a safe place to Yeah. So, um... I get the sense that Jessica likes to look like she likes to be outdoors. <laughs> is that... <laughs> she, she does like to be outdoors. Um, she likes to be... I mean, she likes to be outdoors. <laughs> I, I... You know, I... I feel like I have a very, um low standard of comfort um just from you know working with animals and working on a farm like I can you were a horse breeder I I am a horse breeder and I and I love like backpacking and stuff so like I you know I don't try to I probably would I have the lowest standards as far as that goes (laughs) with all my friends so they I'm the crazy one that's you know like we don't need toilet paper we've got leaves you know but (laughs) Anyways, so um, so we decide we're gonna go to Petty Jean, um, and go hiking, um, and eat at the lodge. Uh-huh. Uh, so we go we go hiking and um, and it must have been a weekday or something because there was like nobody was was out there, um, which is unusual because it seems like every time I go to Petty Jean it's packed. Well, there's a, a difficult side and an easy side, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of a different you're thinking one? of um, Pinnacle. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, so, um, which I are there may be there's there's several trails at Petty Jean, but we're we were at the one by the lodge. Okay. And um, so uh, I bring my dog uh, Daisy with us, and um, and Daisy's a really cool dog. She's 14, but you'd never know it. Um, and so we're hiking. And we get, like, maybe... Oh, so before we go on the trail, there's this, like, trail sign. And it's like, you know, beware of wildlife, this and that. Um, you know, you may encounter... And it, like, lists, like, the different animals. And, like, one of them's like, you know, mountain lion. I'm like... Oh. So I joke, and I'm like, you know, that's not, like... Who, whoever sees a mountain lion? Right. Like, in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't yeah. really happen. Yeah. Um, and so... This is called foreshadowing. This is called foreshadowing. <laughs> so we get we get hiking on the on the trail, and we're not even like two hundred yards down the trail, um, and a mountain lion comes out. Wow. Okay. And so when 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 I when I tell this story, people are like, "Well, maybe it was like a bobcat or something." Right. And I'm like, "You don't understand. When you see a mountain lion in real life." They are so big, you will never mistake them for anything else. Okay. So, so I... Did, who saw it like, first? I don't, I don't remember who saw it first. I mean, it, it seemed like everybody at once, okay. you know. It's like, it comes out from, like, the bushes. And, um, and so we're, like, you know, saying things that I probably can't say on the podcast. You know, whatever. And then, <laughs> And then, so, my dog, Daisy, and so, we're, like, we don't know what to do. We don't have weapons. And uh, my dog, Daisy, who's, like, pretty friendly, she's, like, well, just going to run up to the mountain lion. Oh, no. That's and so, we idea. took that as our break. We're, like, we're out. Bye, Daisy. I love you. You it's just been ditched a, it's, your dog? It's been a good life. Good yeah. grief. Well, if it was your life or your... I mean, I love my dog, but, you know. I mean, just usually these partially made up stories make your friends look bad not you (laughs) 
Oh, but yeah, but I'm a people pleaser, so I couldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> but um, so so we, we 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 turn and run, which is not what you're supposed to do when you see a mountain lion. But when you're in oh, that yeah. when you're is in that chasing? moment, you just it's just instinct. Right. Maybe like it's instinct to sacrifice your dog to right. the you know. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, but then we. We get, like, you know, real close to the trailhead, and then here comes Daisy, like, right behind. And she had, like, a, a swipe, like, it had swiped her arm. And so we're, like, really panicky, and we, like, we get in the car and leave and tell no one. Like, like, <laughs> you, like you should inform, like, the authorities or park rangers or something right. that, there was a, that there was a mountain lion. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't eat other people. So it doesn't there. eat other people. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do that. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah. So that was um, Daisy has the the scar to prove it. She ended up being okay. I, you know, I am yeah. decent with wounds and stuff. And so, yeah. um, so okay. Question hypothetical here. Hypothetical. If you did not have Daisy with you, and you had to pick one of your friends <laughs> to throw to the ground to before you ran away, <laughs> which of those two would you have picked to so, sacrifice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can I not pick myself? No, no, no. It has oh, to be one of those. It has to be two. one of them. Yeah. Okay. Um Well, you know, like if I'm just like if I'm trying to be empirical, like Kate Kate fosters kids, but Jessica has biological children. So maybe I would have to throw Kate because she doesn't have any biological children oh, who rely dang. on her. But that's just strictly empirical, and I feel like Kate would understand that. <laughs> but well, we're gonna find out but... soon because <laughs> I am gonna tag her in this for sure. But um, you know, I would like to think that I, if it was between human life, that I would sacrifice myself. But again, you never know how you react in those life or death situations until you're in that. Well, to their credit, uh, you know, I I know both of them a little bit, not super well, but if I was going to place bets on people around here that I do know that might stand a chance. <laughs> I'm just saying. She's pretty tough. Yeah. Like I think she's got a shot. <laughs> so, good luck, Kate. She may never go hiking with you again. But but now we know. Now we know. Okay, uh, last little bit, and then and then we'll wrap this up. Crazy world right now. People homeschooling, trying to buy toilet paper, and all sorts of ridiculousness. What's your like best piece of advice for people that are hunkering down and trying to survive right now? Um, you know, I would think, or I guess it's probably the what I keep trying to convince myself is that. Um, you know, this is a this is a a big um, time in in history, and we are like things are very financially hard, um, and it's scary. But we have a unique opportunity to spend um, time at home and with our families that um, that we haven't had, and you may never have again. Um, and so to for, to not let that. Um, to not be consumed with the with the stress and the worry because everybody is in that boat and it, it's unknown but you don't have much control over it right now um and so um 
you know, trying to make the most of it and not let this, not let the stress, um, you know, overtake the, the opportunity to spend time with your children, to do those things at your house that you've never gotten to do to, you know, whatever, almost like feels like it gives you like a little, uh, time travel into, you know, Americana, you know, Mm -hmm. 75 years ago. Um, and that, uh, to kind of, if you could shift your, your focus to the things that, um, I've had to try to shift a focus towards a heart of gratitude for the things that I have to be thankful for instead of the things that I have to be anxious about. So that's awesome. Uh, I love that. So, well, thanks for coming on truck talk. Of course. I appreciate Thanks for having me. Uh, for find, the adult interaction. Finding <laughs> a babysitter, uh, and then, yeah, some adult interaction for you, and, um, and I look forward to the next Drunken Bob Ross yeah, video. Yeah, I'll have to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Truck Talk, and I will see you next time with uh, another great guest. Hey, one last thing. Truck Talk is brought to you by Ready Set Podcast. Uh, Ready Set Podcast is a podcast production company that can podcast anywhere, including in my truck. Uh, We've done it around ironing boards. We can do it online. Uh, But Ready Set Podcast is uh, there for you to take your brilliant idea and turn it into a podcast. So if you've got an idea for a podcast and don't have the time or don't know how to produce it yourself, Ready Set Podcast can take care of you. Uh, We can do recording, editing, and publishing or any combination of the three. So uh, check us out, readysetpodcast.xyz, or you can find us, uh, Ready Set Podcast, on Facebook or Instagram, or send an email directly to getreadysetpodcast at gmail.com. Get Ready Set Podcast, taking your brilliant idea and turning it into reality. Oh, 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 oh,